This week on Southpaws, it's patio time. Woo! Yay! Ah, I'm Severin. I'm Fuzzball. And we're sitting out again on the patio for probably the last time until this fall. It's currently 80 degrees. And the tail end of May. It is May 26th, yeah, 2023. Not, it's a little humid, but not too bad. Um, we usually don't so. get, you know, a patio this late in the season, so. Yeah. yeah. Hooray. We'll take it if we can get it. So, we're back after a short break, and just last week we were just tired, I think. No, you, it was we, the rain, and you got stuck. Oh, right, so I got... It took you like an hour and a half to get back from Fort Worth. Right, right, I had to go to Fort yeah. Worth last Friday, that's right. What's time, you know? Yeah, and it ended up that's taking awesome. a lot longer. Than yeah, I was like, I yeah, sorry expected. guys, not going to be able to record tonight. Because yeah. I, I had my shit in my car. Yeah. I had the laptop and stuff, and I was fully intending to drop off my mom and then come back over here, and it didn't work out. But that that's how it goes sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, because what we would have talked about last week, guess what? There's a lot more that has happened since then mm-hmm. that would have... Yeah. Not necessarily rendered our initial con- uh, conversations about it moot, yeah, because it's still an ongoing kerfluffle. But <laughs> you know, it's managed to keep getting worse, which is impressive. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, it is 2023. I mean, that's sort of normal these days. Yeah. So yeah, our opening topic for this week is fucking for affinity, man. What the hell? Like, I thought their policy was bad, and then they made their announced revision to it and it got worse (laughs) so for people who don't know they're doing a revision to their acceptable upload policy to close loopholes of the thousand year old vamp the thousand year old vampire variety it's like no that character is not a little girl she's actually a thousand year old vampire so just clarify apparently that loophole was closed several years ago but What's changing now is is they're focusing on Pokemon, because apparently they got a bunch of people complaining about Pokemon poke fucking art. So that's why they're like saying now we're going to do this with Pokemon and Digimon as well. Yeah, and so we're doing the all right. Well, we you you have it if you're an Eevee, you have an illegal persona. Yeah, if you're just an Eevee, sorry, too much too old. You're not no, old enough. Yeah, if you're a Pokemon Mystery Dungeon fan and your OC is an Eevee in a scarf, Mm -hmm. which is what a Pokemon Mystery Dungeon OC... I don't want to be part of any website that won't let me pick up a Vulpix and use it like a flashlight. Well, that's actually one of the species that I think they added to the verboten list. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. It's like Riolu and Pikachu and Vulpix and Eevee... And a lot of the uh, first stage cutesy evos, which a lot of people have anthro versions of, mm-hmm. but also you know just hey look it's a little, it's a little horny Eevee. But All right. Important to note, Mister Mime is still down to clown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but stay away from Mime Junior. Oh, I didn't know there was there a Mime a junior? junior. Yeah, it's a baby version hatches from the egg. Oh god. Um, As if adult version wasn't disturbing enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. At least there's not, like, a scary clown version of, like, Mr. Mime 2. You know? It's like, oh, here's the cute version. Oh, it got worse. <laughs> and you end up with... Survive evolves into Pennywise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would probably be... Honestly, I 
would not bet you anything to that I couldn't go on DeviantArt and find exactly that. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Mastermind Pennywise. Yeah. Or evolving into Pennywise, or... Yeah, not Mr. Mime X Pennywise. I, I don't want to see that picture. I'm sure that exists, too. I'm sure it does. I mean, I saw some illustration days like, Hey, remember when, a while for the internet, the whole internet was horny for clowns? And it was like some big titty clown OC with, like, tattoos on her legs, and one of them was, like, Pennywise and Ronald McDonald, and <laughs> I'm just like, fucking why? <laughs> I mean, look, takes all fucking kinds. I'm a freak too, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but but going back to FA is like they keep trying to clarify their stance and making things murkier. It's like no, no, no. We understand your stance. It's just stupid. Yeah. I don't think you're understanding our stance that this shouldn't be a thing. Like the AUP has existed in its current form for a very long time. Like. And making the change now has caused a lot of people a lot of upset because they're like, all right, well, is my art that is my business going to be taken away from me? Because mm-hmm. it's one thing to be like, all right, yeah, no hate symbols. We're going to ban Confederate flags. We're going to ban Nazi uniforms. Easy fucking peasy. Those are not the people you want. But like you go an artist that does a lot of Pokemon stuff and suddenly they have to delete half their gallery or half the commission work that they do, they're not going to want to interact with that site. Part of the reason that every com- attempted competitor for Affinity has failed was because they had these arbitrary and vibe-based rules. Oh, uh, the whole no ferals thing. Well, no ferals or like putting things up to a vote, like no tars. Like at one point, uh, Furry Life Online put Chakats and tars up to public vote as yeah. it, to ask if they were and okay. Dragons. As if Chakats hadn't existed since fucking Bernard Duve came up with them in like the 80s. Yep. Yeah. You know. And so you end up with ambiguity and when you're doing moderation for a small group you can kind of do the vibes based moderation mm-hmm. but when you're a website that regularly shows something like 30,000 users online you can't do that mm. because you're basically having situations where individuals are sending like missives out and one admin will say no that's fine and another admin will tell them no that's going to get deleted so there's not even consistency among the mod group yeah and if you're talking evs in particular there's literally 69,800 posts on for affinity last i looked Mm -hmm. of that are tagged ev so you know for for an ancient ass web 2.0 website it doesn't have a functioning blacklist system, barely has a functioning tag system, and only has a volunteer mod group. How are they going to do this? Are they basically going to drop a daisy cutter on the entire tag pool? What are these dumb fuckers going to do? I want to be less harsh, because I've always been a, a big supporter of Fur Affinity. I've donated to it and everything, but like... I mean, I, I will publicly say that I think their their decisions are really stupid in this case. Well, it's and like would... Pokemon and Digimon and the porn of those are such a... You're talking about a massive chunk of fandom. Um, and 
people just have them as their fursonas sometimes, and it's just... It seems like a really weird hill to die on. You know, it's not like people making pornography of the frogs from Amphibia or something. Something new. I have no idea what that is, but okay. It's just an example. Okay. But Pokemon's been around for like 35 years. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you're you're looking... The franchise is old enough to fuck. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, there's generations of the game that are old enough to drink and vote. You know... Anything that came out before 2002 is a legal adult that can smoke and vote. Right. You know, they can go buy weed. Sure, they can't smoke. smoke. Well, at least here in Texas. 21. Smoking age. Oh, is that 21? Okay. 2002. It's 2023, baby. I, I don't know math. I know. It's still 2020. Uh, Maybe 2021. What do you mean? It's not 2005 anymore? Fuck. <laughs> Xbox 360 is coming out, man. But yeah, and the thing is, I would love for this fucking topic to be done with because it's shown up constantly over the last couple weeks Mm -hmm. in like the fan chat. And, you know, Sarah's fucking sick of it. And I understand because it's just it keeps coming up because they keep making revisions that keep muddying the waters further. Mm. Like at one point it was you can't if the EV explicitly consents like you can't show an EV fucking but you can have a pregnant 14-year-old getting bored like a double-stuffed ravioli. <laughs> they did apparently change that? Yes. <laughs> because people were like, hey, this is a really weird carve-out for one of the admin's fetishes, huh? And they were like, you're right. We're going to make it worse and more restrictive. Yeah. Not that I want to see pregnant 14-year-olds, but like their original reasoning for why they would allow that actually made sense. So be like because like there's teenage pregnancy is a problem and if people want to draw their experience or something like that not in like a pornographic way i'm saying but you know get on a biographical way it's like you know there, there i'm sure there's like like acclaimed graphic novels about this subject that would technically be banned on for affinity because oh i'm sure but you know but vor you could still vor um a 13 year old minor so that's good. Except they've made the change that you can't. Wait, and no, like, I thought you could still vor. You can't pregnant, but you can vor. I don't know, and that's the thing. At you this can't point. pregante, but you it, can vor. It's a very unclear situation. Mm. And then. If you're an admin for FA, write in and let us know if we can still eat teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> you like eating teenagers, don't you? And it's that fucking little, like, you get, like, kissing boys thing. Yeah. Except it's uh, the yeah. fender. Because, you know, mm-hmm. violence is fine, but, you know. And then you have really questionable things, because the, the the admin that puts themselves at the forefront of all this is called Luffy. And there was a screen cap from the Discord where, like, mm-hmm. I will not tolerate the comparison of this policy update to the struggles of the LGBT community as faced and vice versa. They are not comparable and are completely different subjects. Well, obviously, you're kind of forgetting the fact that there's a fuckload of us that are queer. Mm-hmm. who like Pokemon and Feral and whatever. And it's like, someone with no context could see that line thinking and say, oh, LGBT community is full of slash agrees, disagrees with this change. So they're like, oh, they're, they're playing respectability politics. Right. All right. And they're like, the LGBT community inherently has nothing bolded to do with Feral, Pokemon, or Childlike Not Safe for Work Area do you see what they have lumped together? Uh-huh. They are showing you their roadmap. Yep. So they're coming after Feral next. And Pokemon. 
Like, I, I would not expect them to see, like, oh, actually, you can't do Pokemon because Nintendo's at stop, you know? I mean, do you know how much IP porn is out there? Oh, totally. You can't yeah. stop it. I mean, and might, then they're like, if you're going to do no Pokemon, you better go no, you know, no Lion King, no Balto, no Judy and Nick, you know? And no, my little, no My Little Pony. Yeah. I mean, you know? back in the day, like, uh, FAE, uh, yeah, you... They wouldn't let you do anything that had an IP because they didn't want Disney coming. Mm. Well, like, After back that. in the day, Fox cracked down on fucking X-Files thick. God, really? Yeah. Oh, I bet there was a ton of slash fic. Oh, totally. But Fox would go after websites that hosted fanfic of X-Files stuff. Wow. Huh. Um and then the the post continues. It's a complete leap of logic to insinuate that they do, and that policy pertaining to this update will have any effect on the LGB community as a whole. You're still affecting individuals in your community. Continues. To me, this seems like a scare tactic to make people worry more than they should, and honestly, it undermines any valid arguments you otherwise would have in your feedback post. I'm aware of the subject only because it's been reported by those in the LGBT community who do not want to be blanket associated with its update or poke porn. So again, you're playing respectability politics. You're excluding so, so, the queers that do like this stuff. So, so we're only allowed to have respectable porn now. Exactly. Only moderately dicked, human-penised wolf men with human feet and only moderate sized claws and fangs and they have to be pledge grade no tissue grade exactly fucking an unidentified adult furry through a hole in a sheet yeah so like you're this is the quote unquote minor safety whatever person on fa like completely minimizing the impact this has on the queer members of the community who are affected by this and playing respectability pollocks with motherfucking for affinity which is the least respectable website on the goddamn internet not quite but this person has to be like 20 like not even to throw that that word out but yeah like they're playing respectability politics with furry porn it's just it feels like a very silly thing to stir up and die on because, like, we're dealing with a lot of other shit in the fandom. So, unfortunately, Luffy's probably older than that because they have a joined FA date of 2011. So their FA account is 12 years old. So, unless they joined when they were, like, eight or nine. Eight. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's worse then, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Because... Yeah. Like, they're probably, like, 30. And it's like... You know, it's like fascists are making it so that we have to make our cons 18 plus to prevent our trans attendees from being called sex offenders. What should we worry about today? EVs. Mm. Because, you know, that that's such a... And like so many people are telling them this is fucking stupid. Dial it back. And I guess it's going to take people telling Dragoneer to his stupid face in person to let him know that people don't like his opinion of letting this happen to his website. I mean, it's not going to change anything, but the person might feel better and Dragonair might feel bad. I'm sure owning for affinity is like punishment enough. I honestly don't know. Like, I don't know how he hasn't packed it in years ago. Cause I, I mean, it's running a website like that for a fan base large is suffering. Yeah. Do something good. Do something bad. People shit on you. 
regardless. Yeah. That's what I've seen from watching F.A. since 2005 or six. Yeah. yeah. But it also, like, this change affects a lot of people's incomes as well. Yeah, it like, does have real world, like this is a, real consequences. Pokemon is not a sig- insignificant portion of yeah. Pokemon and drawn. Digimon. It's like I don't see as much Digimon as I used parent, to. I, I I don't know any Digimon furries. I actually don't think I know any Pokemon fursona furries. But I know a lot of people like those characters, and I, I and. What's funny is, is I, I don't I'm not even into feral art or Pokemon art. I just I'm looking at this and being like, this is a really silly line to draw. Mm-hmm. It, it just doesn't make any sense. Like clearly, there's a market for it. There is. We're not talking about the thousand year old Lolita thing. Like there is no fucking way that this Eevee is being confused for a human child, even if you did put them in a maid outfit. You know, it's like, it's like, Eevee it's is totally... laying on its back, smoking from a bong with his dick out. You know, right. you have to be 21 to buy weed. That's right. The other thing, too, that doesn't make any sense to me is the fact that Dragoneer himself had to delete, like, four pics from his gallery. Ha! Yeah. Like, you allowed a change that affects you personally. You would think you'd be more self-interested than that. Isn't he... Doesn't he have a Digimon character? He is a Digimon, and he had a shiny Eevee character that has a bunch of art. You know, and his shiny Eevee in its feral form has fucking massive nuts and a big old dick that's disproportionate to its body size. It's obviously not a child, but because of this dumbass rule that he's allowing to be put in place, he's affecting himself. That would be like if you banned TARS, Shiva, or if I banned Pokeporn, you know... (laughs) Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm gonna ban wolves. Sorry, Fuzz. Banking? Absolutely right out. You... Ban wolves. 70% of the fandom just gone. Ceases. <laughs> but yeah, it's stupid, and I hope they get enough, they get bullied enough to uh, walk this back, because they've already lost, they've already had a big impact on their FA+, and they've had a bunch of artists, artists I follow, at least, deleting their galleries and leaving for other websites. Mm-hmm. Going mm-hmm. to Newgrounds, going to Eek Money, going to SoFurry, going to all these other places. And FA being viewed as the, quote, old reliable. But when you start having arbitrary vibes-based moderation that you can have contradictory answers from differing mods about the same piece of art, that does not inspire confidence. Like, if an artist has to pick and choose which of their pieces they're going to upload, they're not going to want to engage at all. Because they're not going to want to waste their time of doing art, trying to post it, and then getting told, oh, you can't post that here. But you can post your other pieces. Mm-hmm. They're just not going to bother. It, it just feels counterproductive, just at minimum. The morality of fictional child EVs is no safer than they were before, because they're not real. Oh, and this gave me an ugly chuckle. <laughs> Luffy's title on their um on their fa profile is minor protective services administrator Uh, oh fuck off (laughs) do you have a little cop badge that you wear to cons with that on it you piece of shit (laughs) so needless to say i think you can figure out our stances on this particular change and there's other podcasts that are sure doing uh discussions about it too there's uh the tf tuesday podcast 
which another like my, one of my California friend group people listens to because they're into TF mm-hmm. and TF is one of the affected things oh. like you know you can you can do TF all you want but you can't TF a kid I guess I don't know or you can't TF into a Pokemon I don't see why you couldn't I mean I, I see why you couldn't if like their their genitals are showing but I, I don't TF know TF in general like for some people it's not even like a for some people it's a fetish for a lot of people it's not they just like transformation and hell, TF has been part of like classic animation for you know. It's been decades. part of mythology since humans wrote stories down. Yep. Um, <laughs> I was literally like BRB turning into a swan. LOL. <laughs> Me on the way to cuck your wife. Flap flap honk. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Let's not get into the golden shower one. Maybe we should change the episode title to Flat Flat Honk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, unfortunately that has been kind of the dominant discussion point in the fandom for a bit for the last week or two. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure we'll probably talk about it again because it keeps changing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've already seen like a half dozen plus artists that I follow delete a bunch of stuff or just delete their accounts outright. And it's a bummer because, again, the other stuff we were leading to earlier about Megaplex, right? Yeah, that should be our next big uh, topic. You know, as people who are heavily involved in conventions, you know, we see these anti trans laws come up and, you know, we have to consider how that's going to affect us. You know, Texas, you know, was trying to do the same style of drag law that Florida is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that could affect conventions because they don't consider drag shows if they're just like they're roundabout targeting trans people. And obviously we have a very large trans contingent here as well as any other furry con. And they're a valuable part of our community that need to be protected. Yeah, I pointed that on Mastodon. There are four furry cons in Texas now. Four? (laughs) <laughs> okay which one are you forgetting because because oh for counting siesta is one yes okay yeah i was gonna say because i i was only counting siesta fiesta as one unit oh okay yeah because yeah, i got a reply being like fiesta siesta stratosphere and question mark and no i was, I was, like, th- I know, I was thinking stratosphere act five fiesta and i'm like what's the fourth did one start in el paso okay. or something but right you could say 3.5 if you want i mean but the thing is siesta is a con siesta is like a thousand people it's <laughs> or wasn't bigger. it 1200 people yeah, something like that. It's bigger than, than several conventions. And it's like twice as big as Fiesta's first year. Yeah. On its own. So because Megaplex is in Florida, mm-hmm. they had to make it so that their event is 18 only. 18 plus only. Because no no children. DeSantis. Because of the regressive bullshit fascist laws that mm-hmm. DeSantis has put in place, it makes it unsafe for the attendees and the organization to allow kids to come to the furry con. And yep. that sucks for the kids, and that sucks and, for the families. And on top of that, the bullshit that their charity pulled. Well, I'm not fully sure about that, and you can fill us in on that. But I'm just saying that, like, if I, you're an, seen un, that, a um, kid furry in Florida, you're just shit out of luck. Yeah. Um, and, like, you know, it's very important to note from, like, a former board member status, or perspective, rather, like, they they talked to a lawyer, you know, and the board and their attorney agreed that this was 
the best course of action. Yeah. Like, it's not a course of action that anybody at Megaplex wanted to take, but, you know, I'm just basically saying don't hate on, like, the staff and the board for this particular decision because... Oh, it's absolutely it's, not It's their absolutely fault. out of their hands, and they got legal advice that was like, if you want to not have problems with these bullshit laws... This is how you could still have your convention for the probably 75% of your attendees that are 18 plus. Mm-hmm. You're going to, you know, you're going to have to limit it. Like you got a CYA. And, yeah, it, and, it, and it sucks, but at least the con still happens. But, you know, I, I think they might get a little hit on their attendance. So people within Florida, they're there anyway. They're fucked. They'll still go to the con. But like trans people from out trans furries from outside of florida you know maybe less inclined to go to megaplex now yeah. because of this and i would not be surprised if trans furries outside of texas are going to be less inclined to come to any of our four conventions understandable and i, mean, I totally get that understandable i mean like you know we saw how big fwa has gotten but like i would you know we've had all these cons that are growing massively or mm-hmm. at least growing like yeah. I think the Megaplex might be the one that bucks that trend. Well, that and BLFC. But, but they got a raw They got a raw deal. They got a raw deal. Yeah. They got shifted to being during the middle of the week, for those that don't know. And that's not going to do good for them. Yeah. But the Megaplex thing, yeah. No one's... Like, I've, I've seen people, they're saying, I'm not going to go to Florida. Fuck Florida. Sorry, guys. And that's, again, completely understandable. Yeah. You know, they're, they're out here owning the libs and trying to fuck their own tourist industry down. And yeah. You know, abolishing home insurance because they keep getting all these hurricanes. Oh, it's I, and it's I don't like, mean like literally abolished, but like they, you know, the insurance industry in Florida is completely fucked right now. It's even worse than that. So like, so my sister was texting me. About, sorry to go off into house insurance shit briefly, but I mean it's s- important for Florida, right? My sister was texting me about how bullshit this was that like her her home insurance came up for renewal. And she was forced to go onto this one particular company. And I was like, and she's like, so watch out for that when your thing's up for renewal. And I was like, I just got a new insurance plan for my house. What the fuck are you talking about? So I Googled it and I was like, oh, the company that they moved her to is a Florida state created insurance company because so many regular um, home insurance companies are just flat out not insuring large parts of the state because of the extreme risk of hurricane damage and just your fucking house just being wiped off the map so because like the market is basically saying no your area is too dangerous for us to service the state has been forced to uh make their own insurance company that they're administrating and it's competitive it's in the law that it has to be competitively priced with other insurers right but But, if there are no other insurers but it's also much more limited it's less customizable in coverage and stuff like that basically when it comes to house insurance in florida you basically take what you're given at this point or you just don't have house insurance at all yeah then you're fucked the next time a hurricane comes through right it's so, a fucked up situation. Yeah, I mean, that was like during that one last major hurricane where, what, Cape Coral, I think it is, that nightmare city of canals 
got you know completely just, wiped off the map, just flooded to hell and back. Yeah, and like you know, welcome to climate change is is, is all I can say. You know, <coughs> so many people have like poo pooed the idea that this is happening, and it's like. Well, the storms are getting more extreme and more frequent. The hurricane seasons are always worse than the previous ones. And we're getting like tornadoes and earthquakes in places of the country that have never had tornadoes and earthquakes before. And well, part of that's the fracking. I was thinking yeah. of Alabama years ago had an earthquake, which generally does not happen in I Alabama. Mean, we had some earthquakes here in DFW due to fracking. Yeah, yeah. And, it's and they like, denied it was fracking while it was happening. Yeah, 3.0 like, in Middle Irving underneath the fracking under old Cowboy Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Wonder where that came and from. And it's like, y'all, environmental activists have told you this for decades now. The fracking and climate change is responsible for this list of things. And now here we are year of our state in 2023 and floridians can't get home insurance because capitalism is like i'm not taking that fucking risk well i mean this is the funniest thing you know all these people are climate change is fake and gay well you know who does believe in that the insurance companies yeah yeah so yeah in this case like yeah capitalism actually is gonna like, well, fucking Exxon did those studies in, like, the 70s or something to prove that this was going to be a problem, and then they kept it under wraps. I think it was Exxon. It might have been another one of the big oil companies. I don't know. They're all fuckers. I think it was Exxon. Okay. But it's like, yeah, they done known this was going to be an issue for ages, and they actually did the research on it, and just were like, oh, we can't tell anybody. And then lied. They literally were yeah. like, well, that's future Exxon's problem. They're all, well, there were probably all 60-year-old executives would be like, well, this isn't going to be a problem for 50 or 60 years. Who and the fuck cares? Who cares? We'll be then. dead. I don't care about my grandkids. You know. Um, the Michael Jordan fuck them kids. You know. <laughs> right. I'm trying to remember what city it is. I saw there was some city that was brilliant when it came to water management. It's probably someone in the Dutch area. Mm-hmm. But they had specifically set up like um like in ground like uh like amphitheaters and things like that. A lot of their structures are all built to store excess water for handling instead of just flooding everywhere. Was it Venice, maybe? Because they really got to worry about that shit. No, it wasn't, but it was another... Mm. I'm trying to remember what it was, but it was something really brilliant about how they... They basically dual-purpose a lot of, like, structures to be able to hold excess water so it wouldn't just sweep everything off the map. Right. And, And, you know, Houston itself... Like, a lot of their major highways are all built to be water runoffs and to channel it out of the city. Ah, That's one of the things that helped them. I mean, they got way overloaded anyways back, like, three years ago when we almost washed Houston off the map. But they did as well as they did because, like, a lot of their highways and overpasses and such are all built to dual purpose as water channels Hmm. to get it out into the ocean. Um. They would have been in a lot worse shape if they hadn't. And they were still in rough shape, but yeah. still better. Um, but I was like, wow, that that's really smart. And I was watching something else because I watch a lot of documentaries on YouTube. And there was one of the engineering things about why isn't the Netherlands underwater. And it talked... There was some big storm surge that wiped out like a couple cities back... 
early turn of the century. And then the Dutch The 20th started, or the 21st? 20th. Like, okay. <laughs> like 1900s or early, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. I think it was like around the 50s or something. Yeah. And they started engineering the fuck out of sense. their waterway system to all channel and control storm surge. Mm. They have, at the mouth of one of the inlets to, to prevent storm surges, which can get up to like 20 feet tall, like two swing arms with like these curved things on the inside each of the sides of the eiffel tower Mm. that they all pivot inwards and like swing and just block this entire channel two huge concrete arms that literally the size of the eiffel tower that's huge that can go into motion to just completely close off and hug the city and keep it dry. Well, and keep it from going up like all the channels, and then they have more baffles built in further inland to just anything that gets past to get. Yeah, the the Dutch are fucking genius, and they kind of uh, they hit the end of this. It's like in other cities, either a need to take hints from the Dutch on how to engineer because of rising, you know rising tides and everything else like that or else they already have and that's where some of like the seawalls and such have come into play somewhere out there khaki is sitting and going that's right we are geniuses (laughs) (laughs) well my my brother-in-law is dutch too so i've heard some of this from him but this was more the details of it and plus the idea is two things that huge moving Mm -hmm. (laughs) is astronomical humans are capable of great accomplishments when they give a shit <laughs> it's the problem with a lot of the stuff in the here in the states is that we don't give a shit yeah i think it was rotterdam that was one of the best engineered ones to protect their people from water because a good chunk of the netherlands is like under sea level oh yeah like there's <laughs> maps that you can see online that are comparisons between like 50 years ago and today just the sheer amount of land they've reclaimed they, they have made a lot more netherlands than what they started out with <laughs> Like, they oh, just got like tired he... of people saying Rotterdam, more like Waterdam, and they were like, you know what? Fuck you. We're building a shitload of concrete. They're like, oh, <laughs> we can't do a colonialism anymore? Well, guess what? Fuck you. We'll make our own land. Blackjack and hookers. Exactly. And uh, the red light districts where you can smoke weed in Amsterdam, which is not nearly as novel as it used to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I keep wanting to go over there and visit, go with him. Mm-hmm. And like the family over there, because it's so different when you go someplace with, with, at, local. with, with locals. Like, you go to a tourist place and you're just going to go see all the dirt tourist stuff. You go with a local and they're going to know where all the local neat shit is. Yeah. I mean, if I ever got over there, I'd totally go to visit Khaki. And mm-hmm. I'm sure he would take us to all the cool spots. Yeah. I want to go to the Museum of Sex. <laughs> And here we where we discovered fucking. <laughs> Before that, they just bumped uglies and hoped for the best. But then, in 1437, we figured it out. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, we there is a relatively cool thing that we can talk about. The orcas have finally turned on us. <laughs> oh, 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 hold on the whole, the megaplex before the oh go ahead their their. Charity like TFFs is called Care, not related. Yes, not related to TFFs Care. It's a common acronym. Well, uh, uh, earlier this week or something, they they posted, "Hey, we have a new baby serval," and they tweeted that it was going to be special special. 
specifically training to go to uh, conventions and other educational. So an, an, an animal ambassador, it's not an unknown thing. You know, well, more came out. Um, it turns out that CARE purchased this serval. It wasn't a rescue. Mm-hmm. They actually went out and purchased this animal saying that they had had some there and the volunteers and everybody loved them. One died and they missed it. From a serval farm. <laughs> yeah. Yes, actually. So after doing a lot of research, they, they located a breeder and, well, one, they took away for their moms at six weeks of age, which is too young. And two, it's generally frowned upon if a rescue organization that is supposed to be rescuing things from the wildlife trade turns around and puts funds into it. Right, yeah. So that that was like, oof. I mean, <coughs> it's not Megaplex's fault, but it's bad press when they don't need more things to fucking worry about. Yeah, and this happened right before the 18 plus uh, announcement. Yeah, so they're having to deal with both at the same time, and I do not. And and to their credit, it did say that they were looking into their charity now. Which I mean, I would argue that like you ideally should have done that before picking a charity, but you know, it's well, if too it... late, I guess. well, I'm also pretty sure that the their charity did that necessarily independent of them. Oh yeah, absolutely. But like their Instagram is apparently full of pictures of all these animals in the person's house. And, and pictures of them just like petting, you know, wild animals. Basically, it's like having offering close encounter experiences to tourists. Like, you know, I'm not sure the Come extent of that. If it's like, sure, you can ride the lion. You know, that's a joke. I saw like a thing about some safari overseas that was like we had to tell tourists that no you're not allowed to ride the lion <laughs> it will eat you yeah you taste good with butter or without but you know they're not picky yeah <laughs> long pig short pig don't care it's meat <laughs> um but you know and i'm not an expert on like wildlife sanctuaries but like i've seen pictures of from texas's care and i've seen the the pictures from this one in Florida, and they're vastly different. Like the Texas one, the animals are all outdoors in a zoo-like environment in big enclosures and shit like that. Like you, they don't have like servals running around like your living room and shit like that. You know? No, no, um, <clears throat> yeah, and like when they've got cubs, those are hand raised to at a point. But yeah, that's comes, that's different. Yeah, yeah, because they're they not have, out there cuddling the full size tigers. No, um, but there comes a point when they become too dangerous, too strong, too risky to be around humans, and they get, you know, moved basically into their forever homes enclosures. And that's how most of these animals end up at these sanctuaries in the first place. Somebody gets a cute and fluffy tiger or wolf cub or something like that, and then they hit that point where they're like, oh. It's growing up, and it's actually a, a it's a wild animal, and it can eat my face, you know. So they end up having to be rescued, and it's like, well, here, this poor animal has to live in captivity because you thought it'd be cool to own a tiger. It's unfortunate because you know there is a very big difference between like the 
quote-unquote zoo that the guy in Tiger King ran versus, like, the Fort Worth Zoo, you know? Where it's like, the Fort Worth Zoo has pioneered a way to breed an extremely rare type of, like, Amazonian river frog mm-hmm. from, like, frozen cum. And these other guys are like, yeah, let me go pet this tiger. Oh, fuck, I lost another finger. Must be a Tuesday, yeah. Yeah. So, ah, good thing I was wearing my I didn't watch the whole AI Tiger fingers. King thing, but like I saw like some parts of it or some maybe like a documentary or a clip show or something. I, I talking. I think I saw a documentary on it where like they're talking about this guy that like oh well they they lost a worker because Tiger ripped their arm off or something like that and just happened more than it should. <laughs> I I worked a lot with care through the years, so I've got a lot of do's and don'ts. I tried to watch Tiger King, and I rapidly started getting extremely pissed off. I can yeah. imagine, yeah, if you have any knowledge of how it's supposed to, those places are supposed to be run, and then you watch something like that. Yeah, you talk about seeing red. Yep. I'm just like, you, you motherfuckers, I know what you're supposed to be doing. This is not it. This is a petting zoo. It is not a rescue. Yep. But no, Tiger King. Oh. Well, that dude's in, pr- in jail for a long time. Last I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, or I hope so. So, going back to the whales, though. Hero of the week. Yes, you know. yes. So, you know, orcas and other such mammals are very, very smart. You know, they have intelligence. Just because we have a language barrier doesn't mean they're not smart as shit, right? So, a... Orca named Gladys is now teaching others of her family to attack boats. And what she has learned to do after she was hit by a boat, a careless boater near Gibraltar and the coast of Europe, you know, western coast of Europe, is that they'll break the rudders because, you know, if they're only going to go in a straight line, they're predictable, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so far, she has taught two other adults and two of her calves to do this and there's been like four or five boats and we're not talking point. about like your random like someone Ten fishing boat, for like you know. regular stuff. you're this talking to yachts. yachts they're going after the fucking rich fuck yachts yeah a vengeful killer whale called gladys is teaching a gang of orcas to attack yachts around gibraltar and has already struck three boats sinking two of them i could not be happier you know hats off to gladys you know <laughs> hero of the week yeah you know I, I, what they should do is they should, you know, tag them and then let people, be, you know, make people stay the fuck away from them. Like, tag them as a hazard in the ocean so that boats will go around them and leave them alone. Jesus fucking Christ. Quit. No, we should tag them so that, like, we can watch them on a website, like, pay-per-view and be like, oh, oh are they going to get this one? Yeah. And talk about eat the rich. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, they'll probably end up just going and fucking killing the whales. Just start getting, you know, log on to eatdeyachts.com, follow Gladys and her her pack or pod or whatever. (laughs) Like, cheer her on as we rack count up the tally of damage he's done to rich motherfuckers who should know better to run over an orca in the water. You know, they're They're kind of They're not exactly small. Yeah. (laughs) No. Um, So, that's... I, I, but I'm afraid they're just going to end up killing her. I mean, hopefully not, but yeah, that's the likely outcome of any time. I mean, there's a high chance gets... that she'll be at least injured at some point because of this, but like, 
I mean, she already is, was. That's why she started. Right, yeah. This is a wild animal who has identified yachts as a predator, basically. And they're like, we have to take these things out because they're a danger to us. <laughs> um, that was like that one uh, famous whaling ship that got the Essex that got attacked and killed by a sperm whale. Nice. Where, like, they don't know why. It decided because normally these sperm whales were pretty docile creatures, Mm -hmm. but this one was like, oh, fuck you, and destroyed the ship in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. (laughs) And, like, of the however dozens of men on that ship, I think, like, four made it back alive. Wow. It was was pretty gnarly story. They did, like, a three-part series on last podcast a while back. Like, it was, like, this year, I think, but... Oh, damn. You know, whales saying, hey, fuck you, humans, <laughs> is completely fair. That's that's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> and the four men were rescued by four dolphins who were really into respectability politics, and they were like, we're not like those other ocean mammals. We'll save you. Uh, so, shifting topics. I, I'm, I'm very proud... Just say, and I'm just going to kind of mention it here, that after a million fucking years, I have finished the principal recording for the audiobook of Titles, book six, and the Out of Position series that I have done all the books of up until this point. Woo! I did it in 11 business days, because when I said a couple weeks ago, I have a lot more mental bandwidth than I did. Mm-hmm. Actually, I really fucking meant it. And I was like, all right, I have to get back into this. And it turns out I still got the fucking chops to do it. So that's exciting. Like, I'm, I'm back on my bullshit. Yes. And that bullshit is reading furry books and other smut for funsies yeah. and pay. So look forward to that in the coming months. Like, extremely unlikely they would be out before Anthrocon because, you know, the various timing involved. Yeah. But... You got a lot of like editing. Well, you know. Kyle's got to listen to it and then do any changes he wants, and then yeah. I edit it and submit it to Amazon, and then they approve it. But thankfully, it's automated nowadays. You don't have to have somebody else listen to it, mm-hmm. um, so it's a lot faster. But and they also have audio quality checkers online. So like you submit the file and it goes, oh, you need to adjust this value by blah, and you go, okay, re-edit. And it this out. is before you put it through ACX. So. Yeah. It, it's nice. nice. Um, so, you know, one, once, you know, once it's approved and the edits are done, you know, it's a pretty quick process, but I, I finally done that. And like, there's the, the next few months are actually kind of stacked in terms of like cool shit that's going on. Yeah. So like we got Anthrocon coming up. I'm going to be flying out there that Wednesday to Monday and or tuesday i double check i think, I think like you did monday yeah. yeah i think it did monday which it's in the it's in the late morning so i don't have to be at the airport at like 6 a.m but i'm probably gonna be tired as hell from anthrocon but you can come visit me on like tuesday because i'll still be home alone um because my mates will be oh yeah away till like wednesday i think i'll be like it's okay fuzz and you're just doing sad dog noises yeah wolf noises yeah. um so that's coming up but like, when do they head out? Oh, Wednesday. <laughs> I Tieran might head out Tuesday night. He's driving he the van because Tieran's driving the van, but everybody else on the team is flying. Yeah, 
and most of them are going out arriving Wednesday sometimes. So they will be there on Thursday when Tyrion will hope to get in town late Wednesday. But if that doesn't happen, he'll arrive on Thursday. And setup is usually at like three in the afternoon on Thursday. And they have last time I went the. Uh, union porters bring that shit from the van to the, the table. It's nice. Oh well, I, last time. Um, now nowadays, what they do is uh, they allow a lot more people to drive their vehicles into the convention center. Yeah. So last year, um, they just drove the van up to the table. Oh, nice. And then the Fur Planet crew unloaded it. Because I That's know a lot better in... than carting it through the. You know. Well, in 2019, I wasn't able to drive in to start, but when they were end of con, I was able to drive in to load out. Oh, okay, cool. But that, you know, still, Anthrocon, woo! Excited for that. Yep. Street Fighter Six comes out in a week. I played the beta of that. Um, that's going to be a game I'm going to have to buy, like, six or seven copies for the con for. Um, also, I'm going to try to upgrade to at least a number of PlayStation 5s this year. Mm-hmm. because turns out when you buy digital shit on PSN, you get both a license for 4 and 5. So, you know, I have Guilty Gear Strive, and I have Street Fighter Five, and I have other things, but we have this year coming out Tekken 8 and Street Fighter Six, which are going to be next-gen only. Well, okay, Street Fighter Four is coming out on PS4, but it kind of looks like dog shit. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see what Digital Foundry says when that game comes out. Um, for PS4. Is that like a review site? Uh, they're the guys that do the technical review. They're like, yeah, the frame rate dips in this because of blah. And Mm. they did So they don't look at like the story and shit. No, they're talking about the technical performance on Mm. a given set of hardware. So like Breath of the Wild or the new Tears of the Kingdom, which fucking rules by the way. Uh, Tulin, he is my son. They're like, yeah, it goes, it drips down to around 20 FPS steering when you're using the abilities, but it's really not that big a deal because more often than not, that's not during a heavy action scene. But also, like, the game runs at 30, but considering it's basically running on a cell phone from 2017, it's impressive that it runs at all. They yeah. must have done some really good optimization to yeah. get it. To- they, they basically had a year to polish it. When is Nintendo due to roll out a new console? One would hope in the next year or so. Because how old's the Switch? Uh, yeah. It came out 2016. Okay. So, yeah, seven years? That's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the PS th- PS4 is hitting the 10-year mark. Wow. Uh, really? It's, yeah, 2013. Oh, Jesus. Uh, and I still have that launch model one I bought a few a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And when I played the uh, single-player demo for Street Fighter Six, it sounded like it wanted to take off. <laughs> so. I mean... Uh, definitely looking to get some digital PS5s for the con this year. Yeah. Because it's just, basically it'll be a straight hardware upgrade. The problem being is, like, I don't think you can use PS4 controllers with PS5s. Ah, uh, so you gotta buy those too. Yeah, hmm. so, like, it, it will in, it will be an investment, but I won't be looking to do, like, all eight of them. Let's, let's go for, like, but that's budget season, and that's coming up too. Honestly, you know, if I were you, and maybe I shouldn't say this in case any other board members are listening, I would ask for the money for eight, and then if if you get it, great. Go ahead and fucking upgrade your thing for the next decade. Um, but if you have to cut it back, let them negotiate you down to four. Yeah. So, Street Fighter Six coming out. Excited for that. I uh, got, and Final Fantasy Sixteen comes out. I've actually ordered a PlayStation 5, so that's exciting. So, 
if anything, we'll have a PlayStation 5 that I own that I'll be bringing for Fiesta that'll have Street Fighter 6 on it. Mm-hmm. And I'll bring my Xbox Series X, which I also bought Street Fighter on. So it's one of those, I'm going to end up buying this game, like, at least twice. Mm-hmm. But who fucking cares? It's a con expense. And then, like, eight more times for the con. Yeah, but at least that's on the con's dime, not mine. Yeah. That's exciting. Like, yeah, you know, Zelda, Street Fighter 6, and Final Fantasy 16, I'm, like, set for the year for gaming. Plus, this weekend is Combo Breaker, which is the second largest fighting game tournament in the country, so that's exciting to watch. And Summer Games Done Quick starts. Is Sonic Fox still playing? I haven't heard much from him lately. Yeah, they're, uh, they're at Combo Breaker. Uh, they're already in Tekken. They've gotten out of their pools and on to the next day's stuff. I'm sure they're playing like Skullgirls and shit too, but mm-hmm. I haven't seen them should, post a lot. I think you, you mentioned this in conversation before we started recording, but you should mention the thing about the winter awesome games done quick. Oh, yeah. So speaking of Florida and their bullshit, because Florida is being Florida... They broke contract with their event venue and mm-hmm. said, fuck it, we're just going to go being online. Took the hit, and then they're back to doing their in-person events this coming week in Wisconsin, I think? Mm. Yeah, I was wondering where they would have moved to. Yeah, it's a full week of speedrunning. For... But like, it's video games. It's not... They're not as tied to a geographical location. It's like, yeah. like there's a shitload of furry cons, but they're all very local to their area. Yeah. Um, but... You know, it's not like they were like the Florida Video Game Society or something. They kind of have to yeah. be there. They just did an event in Florida because in the winter, you're not going to want to do an event in Wisconsin. Right. Yeah. Or wherever. Yeah. But because Florida going to Florida, they went online. And by allowing online runs, they actually allow a lot broader swath of people to participate. Yeah. Um, And one of the big things that they did, in addition to, you know, obviously saying fuck florida is that they're a very pro-trans and pro-queer organization Mm -hmm. and that has resulted in it becoming a very trans and gay friendly space um like if you're a dumbass chud you get uninvited like they still have you know the stop asian hate they still have the black lives matter they still have you know trans rights or human rights they have these little rotating banners that show up at every stream like hey we want you to know this is where we fucking stand and if you're gonna be a dick about it you can fuck off like the first time i heard about this organization was on the twitter of like the one dude i know involved who's a gay furry Uh so and like (laughs) um team fastest furs is a furry speedrunning group and they did an event at fwa Oh, nice. So, like, that's some shit that I'd like to do, but I only have so much space and so many rooms that I can work with. Plus mm-hmm. spoons. True, that too. I um, mean, if you had someone who that was their thing. Yeah, if I had somebody who could coordinate doing speedruns and shit in, like, a separate space, like, say, Majestic 5, um, set up that as a viewing room and whatever mm-hmm. for people to do showing off that. Mm. Um, but, like, I already have Kayla stretched to the max as it is with him and his crew doing the fighting game tournaments. So you need to clone Kalos or, you know, maybe bribe Brasentia. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll see about the latter, because Kalos already has enough going on. Man's getting his master's, which is good for him. But Good deal. He's, uh, What's he's he busting his in? ass. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. But 
you know, <laughs> he's like, I'm doing your tournaments, but also I got to go do study for finals and shit. And I'm like, oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Thank so, you so much. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm That's very, a lot, very grateful for him and his crew's assistance because I certainly could not do that to the degree I want. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what? The dog says hi. <laughs> yeah, we should mention for those at home, Bo has been uh, outside with us the whole time. Yes. Occasionally comes over for pets and to put his two cents in. Yep. And, and get a and french fry. Get a french fry because <laughs> I'm terrible and will sneak him french fries. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, like, you know, when I say this, all this, you know, good gamer event shit going on, like, that's that's good. It's something I have something to look forward to. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm in a more positive headspace. I got a book done. Woo. Yeah. Um, I've got more on the way and stuff side, you know, I. I messaged fucking Dirt finally. I was like, hey, remember how you asked me if I would ever contribute to your shit back in February? Mm-hmm. Guess what? <laughs> um, but I have spoons now. I have spoons now. Yeah, it really is the case. I have spoons again. Yeah. Like, I'm going to use those spoons while I got them, for sure. So, what else, guys? I'm sure there's been developments and things in places I honestly don't know. Um, <laughs> um, Ajax and I have been enjoying watching The Silo oh, on yeah. Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, I keep hearing good things about that. Savern and Panther are watching it, too, uh, and they're both enjoying it. So Yeah, Work's been talking about that it's really good. It's kind of like Fallout-esque, where everybody's stuck in, like, a silo it's or something. It's a giant oh, underground silo. Oh, no, this is the silo. thing based on that book series. Um, Wool. Wool. And yeah. the Dust series, like Dust Trilogy or whatever. Oh, yeah, okay. I've read that trilogy, so now I'm curious about it. So, it's... Panther has also read it, and so, like, he's very much doing the, ooh, you know, oh, I remember this part type stuff. So he's really enjoying it. I'm thinking it's pretty cool. <laughs> because, you know, the they kind of have the layered mystery of, you know, what's the fuck up with the outside? What's going on? Hey, what are those lights in the sky? Because, you know, you have 10,000 people living in a silo, but, like, they don't have records of the outside world. They don't have history. They don't have books from the before times. You know, things from the before times are dubbed relics and harshly controlled. And these are things like a Pez dispenser. Mm-hmm. Um, a camcorder becomes a, an, an object that becomes contentious. A Rolex watch. Uh, stuff like that. An ancient hard drive is the kicker off of the first episode. Um, and where, you know, people get a glimpse of what they think is the reality and they find out that it might not be. Um, but it is very much a science fiction fallout living in the vault style story, except it's more modern ish than the fifties jingoism of fallout. Mm-hmm. And, they have a lot of, like, civil religion mentions, but not, like, there's no cult of the vault, no cult of the atom. People are largely ignorant of what's going on, except for a select few, which haven't really been introduced yet. And so, it's a really interesting series so far, but, like, where the books go from here, it gets pretty wild. Like, I'll be interested how they handle the second trilogy, because it's a prequel series Mm -hmm. that's set, like, at the beginning of the silos being a thing. And uh, so that's, you know, a big question. And 
then, you know, there's a sequel trilogy, which continues with the current sheriff continuing mm. to be the sheriff. Well, spoiler, I guess she doesn't die. Then. <laughs> well, she's the main character. So oh, okay. Odds are it not was really interesting the watching character. the first three episodes because it was like, who's the main character in this? Well, that's the thing. It was kind of cool. Like, yeah, she's kind of not introduced much till episode three. The sheriff in the first episodes. Holston. Holston is the only character that was in the trailers when it came out. Oh, okay. So you thought, oh, we're following this dude. Right, yeah. And and I, being ignorant of the book series, was like, oh, I guess, wait, what? Mm -hmm. I knew it was based on books, but, like, I have not wanted to spoil myself by reading up on the synopsis or yeah. how many of them there are or I, like that. i'm glad i don't remember i remember reading them i remember them being decent oh, i'm glad okay. i don't remember much in the way of plot points right and so, there's also no guarantee that like it's going to stick completely because i mean like excuse me american gods for example it's like the first season the general feeling of the book is there but like the order of the events in which ones are emphasized or de-emphasized is wildly different or just completely made up yeah like there's things where they're like you know we need to like bilquis has a much larger role in the tv series than she does in the novel um which is good because she's like a cool character but it's just it's just this one-off scene in the book but she's a recurring character in the series. So, you know, I don't know if Silo is going to be, like, super faithful to the novel series or whether it'll do like that and, like, mix things up a little. Well, and the thing is, apparently the author of the series is totally down for people to write their own fan fiction. Oh, that's nice. Because he's, minor spoiler, there's not only one Silo. Oh. And Interesting. so, you know, think Fallout Vaults. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so... You know, if people's like, oh, if you want to write fan fiction about another fucking silo, go for it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like how in the Fallout wiki, there's a bunch of vaults that don't have anything on them that exist, but they don't because they exist as like, yeah, if you want to do Vault 74. They're, they're flavor text in the game, but yeah. they're not. But your focus is on the ones they're telling the story. About, yeah. So right? like, that's cool. Um, and I'm enjoying it. And, you know, Apple is real good about, like, all right, we'll fund this season show for at least two seasons, so go yeah, for it. that's why I feel a little bit more comfortable watching it. Um, like, we recently, I ran my parents through Foundation. Oh, right. Foundation was Season so two good. comes out, like, next month, I think. July 14th. July 14th. Okay, and, cool. like, they're, they're excited for it, which is interesting, because I was, like, I don't know if they're going to like this at all, because, you know, there's some extreme violence and what happens to certain characters and certain characters fates and like they were like no oh the next season comes out soon cool you know because yeah basically when my mom comes over to fort to dallas uh basically like they'll you know spend time together they'll sit on the couch together and watch stuff Mm. like all right guys here we got a new thing to serve up for you we're gonna show you prehistoric planet we're gonna show you uh uh, the Reluctant Traveler with Eugene Levy. Mm-hmm. That was a good series, if you haven't seen that one. I haven't watched that one. It's Eugene Levy, the dad from Schitt's Creek, gets sent on a travelogue show. And he's like a little old man who has not really done a lot of stuff, and so he goes to a lot of exotic places, like Finland and the private island, and he goes out to Portugal, and he goes to uh, South Africa to a hotel that's a train on a bridge over a river plain, so you can look out the window and see the hippos and the lions and shit in the oh morning. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it's, it's cool as hell. But 
that's another Apple TV show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that's exciting because Silo's enjoyable, and Foundation season two is coming in, and like Prehistoric Planet two came out, like there was mm-hmm. five episodes in five days for the second series. You know, I guess they're kind of like, look, we only have Sir David Attenborough for so long. Mm-hmm. We're going to get this out of him as soon as we can. Right. He is old as dirt. He's yeah. like 94, I think. Yeah, he's old as Something shit. Like um, but um, yeah, I remember this. I think this is a show that had some controversy in Britain because there was an episode that they refused to air in where the main show was aired, but they put it on their online section uh, because it was like he told the truth i guess i don't know there was some controversial things about you know why we shouldn't be fucking killing the planet and i guess the conservatives because we live here yeah the conservatives in charge were like no we're not gonna air that on bbc one or whatever we're just gonna put it on the iplayer weird yeah yeah this was a big thing like a lot of people were pissed they're like no you need to show all of Sir David's show, like, you know, the fact that you're, like, semi-censoring this by limiting access to it is, like, that really fucking says something, you know? Oh, um, also for the, for the Trekkies, a couple of trailers have dropped mm, for season yes. two of Strange New Worlds, including the crossover episode with Lower Decks. I with- have very deliberately avoided any of those because I am going to sit, uh, I want to go okay. into it. I know it exists. Okay. All right. Um, it's just I want to go into it with no expectations and just let it unfold. Well, it's the the voice actors for Lower Decks are playing their characters mm-hmm. in the real life. Oh, one. yeah. I know. So I guess it was either lucky or by design that their characters kind of look like them. Mariner has her sleeves rolled up on her uniform, just like of she course. does on the cartoon. and. Like, you know, Boilermer's, Boimler's got the uh, purple, purple hair. hair. Yeah. But, so very um, excited for both to come yeah. Oh, I am. So yeah. I'm like, like, we've made kind of a pack with, with Noxie because she's a huge Trekkie and we mm-hmm. went through Lower Decks while she was living here. It's like, okay, we need to watch, we, we need to not watch any of it. We'll all come over on like a Saturday and we'll, and we'll fucking watch, binge it. And we'll binge it. <laughs> Because, yeah, it's, oh, I cannot wait. Yeah. Uh, also, have you guys done Strange New Worlds yet? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah? Okay, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, they're they're both brilliant shows. They're probably my favorite shows of the, of the new run. Yes. Hands down, no contest, very much. Although season three of Picard was very satisfying from an, a pure nostalgia point. It, it was un abashedly fan service fan service yeah. and i was here yeah. for it yep we're like okay you, you're not like pulling any punches or pretending and that's okay you know you, you know who you've got watching you, you, you know what you are and you're leaning into that um i'm here for it i'm old enough now to be like i will consume this nostalgia content for the show i grew up on <laughs> And I will not be ashamed because I have no shame. <laughs> I can't think of anything else uh, I, going on in my world that I want to talk about. I mean, day job is going well. I'm behind on for planet stuff, so day ending and why for me? Yeah, I mean that's how it be. Yeah, like dad's still like for me. Dad's still doing good, so I'm I've got my spoons and I'm using them, bitches. Woo! 
Um, and so, like, expect more content on that front for me eventually. Oh, um, and my other obsession, Doctor Who, like, they they released a slightly longer trailer around Eurovision uh, in the episode titles of the three specials, which at least two of the three are based on um, classic Doctor Who comic strips oh. from the Doctor Who magazine. Um, the Star Beast and... Oh, wait, no. One's Wild Blue Yonder and one's The Giggle. Maybe it's just the Star Beast that's, that's based on that. But anyway, there's like... There's this like goofy little character from the comics called Beep the Meep, and people are like, "Holy shit, are they actually making Beep the Meep in in a in a fucking episode of Doctor Who?" It's like, "Yeah, they are," because effects have come a long way. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it looks really interesting. I'm really curious to see how this plays out, um, and I'm also really looking forward to. Um, season 14 and, and seeing uh, the 15th Doctor uh, in action, which I believe he has a, a Christmas series uh, special. Hmm. The fest, they said the festive season, so it could be, could be a Christmas special, could be a New Year's special, because they've done that uh, more recently. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing his take on the Doctor. Um, it's really interesting watching it, um, how much money can make a difference because mm-hmm. for years you're like oh no no the doctor never needs to to blend into his historic their historical surroundings right they can still wear the same old clothes that they always do and they keep releasing pictures from the next full series with the 15th doctor and he's he and his companion are wearing a different outfit in, in like every historical period they go, and maybe it's and now a, it's like the doctor needs a new outfit in every episode to throw uh, some money at it. Maybe that's his thing. He likes being period. That could maybe be. they could make that a part of his character. That would be kind of cool. But like where he's like, no, I have to wear this coat and that that, and this doesn't come in for fifty more years, so I have to do this one. It right. goes to an alien planet, and it's like. Yeah, it's like, no, no, this one isn't for, like, two centuries, and I gotta, you know, and he has to put on this slightly different funny hat, you know? <laughs> they have to have a historical outfit coordinator, and they have well, to find some see, guy. see, that's the thing, even to, like, Classic Who, they were like, the historical episodes always look the best, because if there's anything the BBC does well, it's, like, fucking period dramas, so, like, all their, all their costumes and shit for, like, back in the past episodes are on point uh, but like they go to the 70s in one episode of of the future season and like they're they're very 70s Suddenly looking he has a large afro uh, I, I think he does have more hair in that episode from the nice. look but of i it. think that that would be great to have a doctor who not only travels through times but obsessed with like I have to be period accurate. My cosplay must be on point. Right. I mean, that would be awesome instead of like the same. Okay. Each doctor has its own iconic outfit, but having one whose his thing is, you know, I have to be on period, you know? Yeah. And it could also be like his companions thing. Maybe, maybe that's what, yeah, his hair does look bigger in these. Okay. So here's 15 and his companion in the seventies episode. Yep. Definitely seems to have, Slightly more hair. And there's um, there's another one that takes place in the past where like 
they're all like sort of Regency era, and like yeah, here it is. It's like he's serving looks. Can I zoom in? There we go. There's that one. Oh, nice. Alright, look at it. Look at a costume. Baller crushed velvet like, suit looking on thing. Point. <laughs> I wonder if they pulled it off out of uh, the BBC archives. I don't know. They're like, okay, we got this purple velvet coat from this one, and we can grab this frilly cravat from this one. Mm-hmm. They have to have like huge storerooms of just period clothing. Oh, probably. Yeah. It's like BBC is like, we can break it all out again and have another use for it. <laughs> I mean, but. Yeah, so I'm, I'm very excited about the future of Doctor Who. Um, I don't know if you guys know that like BBC has struck a deal with Disney no. for distribution. No. Um, so in the UK, Doctor Who is going to be on BBC One and BBC iPlayer, and they have the exclusive rights there. In America, or at least in the United States, I don't know about Canada, it's going to be exclusively streaming on Disney+. Plus. See... I come from the Doctor Who PBS days, so that vaguely offends me. That used to be like PBS's big thing was airing right. Doctor Who. But like they're, I think they, they're turning a corner. Whatever. This is partially to do with Russell T. Davis coming back into being showrunner. Because mm-hmm. during his era, he basically created a Doctor Who cinematic universe. This is yeah. when we had... Torchwood as a spinoff and Sarah Jane Adventures as a spinoff and there's a lot of rumors flying around that like he clearly wants to do that again and it's looking very likely that there will probably be a unit spinoff with Kate Lethbridge Stewart as the main character and maybe some of the other older companions that appeared in cameos recently coming back into it especially Ace and Tegan. I love Torchwood I hate how it ended. Torchwood's a mixed bag. Moving on. (laughs) But it's looking like, you know, they're trying to make Doctor Who more of a big fucking deal. And I'm I'm okay with that. You know, if we get a few years of, like, holy shit Doctor Who, and then it has to maybe drop back down to, like, 2008-era BBC for a while. I mean, I'm okay with it either way, you know. I guess some of the CG effects in, like, the early revival era probably look a little shaky now but it was 2008 man yeah yeah, yeah it started in 05 and it's like like that first episode rose it's like yeah the cg at a nesting consciousness is probably not great but you know whatever i, I grew up watching the classic series so i'm at my my bar is low <laughs> yeah my, my my bar is more that i care about the characters and the story um but if it looks good that's a bonus i mean their earlier seasons were like they're a whole bunch of rubber suited monsters and things that are clearly trash bags yeah and sometimes they still will make a yeah. misstep and have a shitty looking monster yeah. in an episode but you know the the general love production level has skyrocketed and apparently, even in the uh, in the O five era, like they still had extreme budget constraints in those early seasons. Um, so they did a lot with with what they had, but those budget constraints maybe lessened somewhat with this um, co distribution deal with Disney. Mm-hmm. So you know, if that just lets them tell a better story and do things visually that they could never do before. Yeah, I mean, great. I'm not. I'm, I'm not a- I'm just kind of, I don't know. It, it's 
PBS is what brought a lot of the mm-hmm. British TV to the U.S. Yeah, Red Dwarf, Faulty Towers, you know, yeah, Blake Seven. They were, they yeah, they were. I don't know if Blake Seven ever aired much. At least on the ones that we got. I saw it in the PBS in Mississippi of all places. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe they just, I don't remember it being carried on my local. It was a, it was a big one for me. I really enjoyed it. I wasn't familiar much with it at all, but my ex-husband's <clears throat> family loved Blake 7. Yeah, it's... Like, loved. It's probably like the third most well-known over here after Doctor Who and Red Dwarf, as far oh, as British sci-fi series go. Maybe lower, depending on your other uh, anything else you watch. But, you know, but like, it still hasn't had like a really nice DVD or Blu-ray release oh, in the yeah. United States. You know, it has DVD releases in the UK, but like they're they're not going to work on my player. You know, are you feeding my dog French fries again? I am, but at least he's on this side, so he's not like stepping on the power strip and like bumping the mic and stomping on <laughs> I was like, feet. I was like, come here, Adam. Adam, <laughs> you're, you're not Adam at all. No, he. he <laughs> but yes, I am. I am giving him some French fries. He's being very patient about it. Three Adams in a G set. Soup. <laughs> yeah. So we should wrap this up because my laptop is down to like uh 32%. And we're past an hour 20 on the raw. So. On the raw. On the raw. I, I have to lavish more attention on the dog here. Yeah. So, you know, we have to stop recording. Um, so, I mean, priorities. Exactly. Dogs really got to come first. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, once you're not, you can't stop. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, hey, we're going to wrap this episode up. Uh, you can find us largely in the Telegram fan chat. There are links in the show notes to our Telegram fan chat group. There is over 200 people. We have nice conversations, and there is good furry porn. It is moderated by Vibes, but at least our rules are actually fairly explicit in what is allowed and what is not. There's mm-hmm. no questions. Um, like, I just posted... The uh, regular version of uh, an artist like Nala GIF. There's a version where it's Nala sees you and then like runs over, like steps over you and sits on your face, but then it goes to black and <laughs> fades in the opening to Skyrim. Oh, you! Uh, oh, you're awake. Yes, and then they did the version without it. But anyways, so yeah, find us in Telegram fan chat. We're also on Patreon, Patreon.com/southpausecast. We do have an email address, I guess, uh, southpausecast at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to give your 0.2 cents or whatever and then you can also buy books for planet.com for planet.com buy some books go to baddogbooks.com buy some digital books and you will see us next at anthrocon i say us i mean probably just me of the podcasters here yeah because shiva's you're not going and fuzz you're not either but i'm going so think of that so if you're gonna stalk me and steal my kidneys <laughs> you're not using them yeah so anyways <laughs> on that note good night kidneys? you're bucks. not gonna have any kids why do you need kidneys god <laughs>